Random questions. I'll ask Kurt, then I'll answer them myself. I'm Joe, that's Kurt over there, and we are Dudes in Progress. Hello, Kurt. Hey, Joe. What's shaking, man? Busy, Joe. Lots going me, on. Me? Me? Two. Yeah, it's been a brutal week for me. Uh, but brutal is good in some ways. It keeps you keeps you on your toes, keeps you working, keeps you focused. But sometimes uh you let the important things slip, right? <laughs> and uh I always use the phrase wheels a squealing. We're coming in here wheels a squealing. There was a little bit of a mis- miscommunication on my part with Kurt. Uh we had uh we had what I thought was a was a show planned for uh this week. And uh, I had remembered at the last minute that I changed that plan. And so we, uh, we weren't ready for a show this week. So this is a little off the cuff for Kurt and me. And we're going we're gonna to do a little bit of an experiment. We're going to ask each other random questions. And uh, <clears throat> by asking those random questions, hopefully you'll get to know me a little bit. Hopefully you'll get to know Kurt a little bit. And uh, I'm stealing this from my show called Simple Joe, The Simple Joe Show at thesimplejoe.com. I haven't done a daily simple Joe in quite a while, but I'm kind of stealing this concept from that show. So Kurt, what do you think? I like this idea. I used to like those episodes you did where you had the random questions. I would often be thinking to myself what my answer would be as you were contemplating the answer for yourself of those questions. And I'm talking to myself, walking down the road, listening to Joe. (laughs) And then I text you my answers. I think sometimes. That in fact, the the random question answers were were probably my most responded to episodes, where people where people would throw out throw out their answers to the random questions and completely disagree with mine. Uh, I remember I had a conversation with with a mutual friend Samantha uh, regarding whether whether or not I like checked bags or not, and uh, checking gate checked bags, and we her and I ended up doing a complete episode of simple Joe based on our disagreement on gate checking bags. <laughs> and I think that all came as a result of random questions. Yeah. So. I hope we don't lose any friends over this Joe. <laughs> yeah. Keep it clean and non-political. Let's, let's just say that. It's all right? fun. It's all for fun. Is that, is that fair enough? Yeah. I'm agreeing with that. All right. And of course, later in the show, we'll do our win for the week and we'll share a resource resource and a quote, and we will wrap up, right? So let's get right into this, uh, this random questions. I'm going to just pick one from a randomly from a list here. What do you do to get rid of stress? And that's one of the random ones. That seems kind of relevant to what we've been talking. Isn't about. that interesting? Huh? <laughs> and I had, I was thinking of this question because I've been reading about relieving stress techniques and and I wish, you know, I got to go back to my own readings, my own podcast and listen back to some of those steps that we had. I was thinking about that because I'm had a, had a stressful day at work today where a bunch of people are panicking about a glitch we found in a piece of software. And I stumped some of the experts on about an hour noontime meeting, but I worked and then in between, I'm getting people messaging me for help on other things, and I had other meetings for the day, and I just want to get back to solving that. I think I'm at a good place where 
I'm feeling like I solved it, but I'll, I'll know better when I get back to work. But, you know, I think the first thing is, is not to panic. And I think I, I'm, I've got a personality most of the time where I'm seeing others in full panic mode when something goes bad. And I'm pretty calm in, in the storm. But I, I got to tell you, I was feeling pretty frustrated and a little bit anxious during the day because of the nature of this problem. So what do you do to, to be specific? What mm. do you do to get rid of stress? Yeah. So like I was thinking tonight, well, one of the things was I'm going to say, I'm going to prepare to talk to Joe. I'm going to change my mood immediately. I'm, 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 so I'm reflecting on, Hey, I'm noticing that how my feelings and that I'm stressful. I think that's the first thing is to notice that you're feeling stress and be aware of it. I like to take a walk for one thing. And I did that today. I, I had to work right through lunch. I didn't have any lunch. And then I said, okay, forget it guys. I'm just, I walk, got up and, and walked away. And there was a video from one of my record store guys doing a opening of packages, which I wanted, I was kind of curious because I've got something on order. I was going to see if he was open my package, took my mind off off it and you really have to when you've got something really stressful going on if you can take your mind off it just for a little bit i think all the other techniques of being quiet for a little while breathing and, and quieting yourself down is is awful helpful for me too but a little bit of exercise a little bit get a little fresh air definitely helps me to get back to a better state what do i do to get rid of stress I'm going to tell you one thing that I wish I didn't do and one thing I wish I did more of. What do I do to get rid of stress? I eat. Mm, stress eater. Yeah. That's it, man. I eat. Uh, and if it, the, the sweeter, the better for me. Uh, mm -hmm. If it's ice cream or candy or something like that, um, Katie, bar the door. I'm digging in, especially after a long, stressful day. And especially if I haven't eaten anything. And once I get going... It's hard to stop that freight train, dude. Uh, it's, That's it's, interesting. I it's said happening. quite opposite because I didn't feel like eating at all. I missed lunch and didn't even think about it. Yeah. <laughs> when, I'm under, when I'm under stress, I, that's, that's what I do to relieve stress. That's me being honest. What relieves stress for me when I do it is I do take a walk. I do two things. I'll take a walk, not a, not a fast walk, just a, just a regular stroll. And I'll just let myself unfocus, not think about anything, not ruminate on the, on the problem. I'll just kind of let myself unfocus. I've been walking, I've been stress walking before when I've, when I let myself unfocus where I completely lose track of kind of where I am, the dimensional space. And I've almost like walked into a road or, <laughs> you know, wandered into a, into a yard and stuff like that. Just kind of let myself unfocus and, right. and move forward. But. Yeah, what do I do to relieve stress? One of them, I, I wish I didn't do, I eat. And the second one I wish I did more of uh, that works is I do. I take a walk. I take a walk. I get some kind of exercise, but walking is typically the easiest exercise. I'll add, now that I've had a chance, see, I can, I can get my chance too after. I was thinking, talking, to, or it really helped. I was talking to some other colleagues of mine on this particular problem and talking it out with other people. 
we we said this in one of the episodes we have people that have someone have a really good home life that can come home and talk to someone about the issue or a friend you know we have our wives to talk those things through we got those good relationships that relieves stress a lot to talk it out i'm you know in my case yeah. i'm working i'm talking with my manager a little bit i'm talking with a couple other people about solving the problem that helps for sure yeah definitely definitely bouncing it off my wife bouncing it off a trusted friend right um like you kurt uh, and some other confidants that i have in my life uh definitely relieves a stressful situation and helps me put it into perspective that's that's a good point good first question really good point. yeah as a child what did you want to be when you grew up so this is the most colorful thing i wanted to be when i grew up i wanted to be a professional wrestler that doesn't surprise me i loved professional wrestling growing up and i wanted to be a professional wrestler but about 16 my growth spurt sputtered <laughs> and uh long torso short legs and it never did happen but i just loved i loved the action i loved i loved the good microphone uh talk that that wrestlers have i love the flamboyance of some of the wrestlers i love the the fake outrage that you would see and i, I almost looked at it like it was my soap opera opera because I knew it was fake somewhere deep in me, but somehow I also let myself get into it and be engaged in it and emotionally invested in it. And some of the wrestlers that I just loved were like, Ric Flair was my favorite wrestler. Had a, I, I had a great conversation one time with Ted DiBiase, Junkyard Dog, Wildfire Tommy Rich. I wanted to be a professional wrestler so badly. I almost, I almost went to professional wrestling school. And I almost went to, uh, from there, I, I even looked into become a ref, becoming a referee when I realized, ah, my athleticism isn't going to cut it for professional wrestling. But I thought I might be a referee or one of those really, really colorful re- uh, wrestling managers that you see. So as a child, what did, I be when I want, what did I want to be when I grew up? I wanted to be a professional wrestler. I think you still do. And <laughs> <laughs> a little bit... <laughs> In a weird warp sort of way, that's still back there, <laughs> I man. I think it's still there, and I'm I'm going to admit my answer is still there too. And I don't. I, this is not like little little kid, but the first thing that I thought of was a rock star. And then I was trying to think, yeah. well, if I'm, if I were to be a rock star, who would it be? And I would say Bruce Springsteen. And the reason I would say Bruce Springsteen is because I've been to his concerts, and. First of all, he puts on a phenomenal three-hour show, and I think he's still doing it, getting close to 70 years old. I was looking at YouTube's got a lot of his concerts, and the way that he captured an audience, the enthusiasm, and the friendships of his band, you could tell, and the interaction between the band and the, and the fans, and just how much they adore him. And to see, I can remember going to Giant Stadium, and just the waves of people dancing and singing every single song and he just has them in the palm of his hand and it's 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 that it's it's the money it's <laughs> the fame and i think he's he always had rumors of being pretty humble showing up at local places and talking with people like a normal person would and kind of living in his hometown where he grew up at this point too 
what kid didn't want to be a rock star at some point? So that's a great answer, man. And, and the you. fact that the, the idea that you had somebody specific that you wanted to emulate, uh, mm-hmm. that you kind of looked up to, uh, to as your, as your rock star, um, mentor, mm-hmm. uh, I guess Bruce Springsteen, you could do worse, right? I'm not a fan. I think he's a little overrated, but, uh, yeah. His yeah, music I, I really resonated see. with people because it told stories of the, the blue collar, yeah. you know, hardworking factory towns like I grew up in. So. Definitely. Yeah. What is your favorite home cooked dish? Ooh. It's not that hard to do. I'm going to go with lobsters. <laughs> lobsters now do you do you cook your own lobster or well we have my dad always did i know when i was a kid yeah truthfully now i mean all you gotta do is really boil them but we'll make lobster rolls with butter i I really like that kind of thing and now you can have the the grocery store even when we do buy them they'll boil them up for you you can buy them already boiled but yeah i'm a big fan of lobster matter of fact we're talking with our good friend Judy and Ken. We usually go that this, this time of year when the the lobster shacks down on the Connecticut shore open up. We go down and we go for. We're gonna try a different place. One of my listeners who lives in Clinton, Connecticut, said there's a place we had thought about it. We didn't know much about it. And he said it's really great. And he had a video of it being really famous. But yeah, I like doing. I like doing uh, lobsters. Is probably my favorite. Of course, I I do. After that, it's probably my barbecue with the ribs. Mm-hmm. I love doing my my smoker. We talked about it. that was on my uh, resource last week. Was the, yeah. the ribs? Yeah, that would probably yeah. be my next one. How about you? So my favorite home cooked dish, and this is a tough one because I have a lot of favorites, but the one that came to mind right away, I'm not sure why, is my wife makes a great, a great, what she calls stuffed meatloaf, and. Uh, it's meatloaf in the traditional sense, but it's also it's also has little cut up pieces of various vegetables and potatoes and carrots mm. and peas, and it's all kind of there, mushed together in this beautiful, savory, juicy, crispy meatloaf. Mm, that sounds and good. it is so good. It is so good. I mean, I, I, when I'm driving down the road and I'm 20 minutes from my house, I can smell it. I'm like, oh boy, this is going to be good. <laughs> this is going to be good. Right, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. So that's the first thing that came to mind is my wife's uh, stuffed meatloaf. And it is just awesome. Like, I'm a casserole kind of guy anyway. Yeah. I uh, so I do. I like, I like to have my food mixed together and I like, I, I, I just like that, you know? Uh, but I'd, I'd have to say my wife's homemade stuffed meatloaf is what, what we call it. And uh, my favorite home-cooked dish to cook is, I make a great, in all due humility, <laughs> uh, egg casserole with eggs and sausage and hash browns mm-hmm. kind of layered on top of each other. Mm. You break some bread in there you, with, with cheddar cheese all layered on top of each other. Cook it real slow. Oh, boy, it's good. Oh, boy, it's good. Yeah. So that's my favorite home-cooked dish. Good ones. I think we got time for one or two more yeah, questions let's do a couple here. Of those. Ooh, this is a tough one. This is deep. Oh boy. If you knew that you only had a year left to live, what would you do? Oh my gosh. 
Well, you know, I've been giving this some thought, not necessarily saying I'm a year left to live. It would, it's definitely would be travel. And one of the big ones I've been trying to figure it out. I was doing some research this week, but I've never been to Europe. And remember the, the Beatles did the magical mystery tour and there was a video. Maybe it was on their anthology. I think, yeah, that's exactly where I remember seeing them referring back to that album and the idea and the concept, getting on a bus with a bunch of friends and just touring around. Now, in my my case, I would love to start in England, go over to France, bring a bunch of my friends all together, pick up Kevin Curtis Allen along the way, maybe, maybe stop over at the Isle of Wight and head on over to Paris, I think Italy, Germany, Switzerland. But that was one thing. And then the other trip, which I'm seriously thinking about, and I started looking at it, I got to tell my wife before she hears this episode, which she probably will on Saturday. But I really want to do take her to Disneyland and also combine that with a trip to Hawaii. And we do have... Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we've got the vacation club from Disney, which includes we can use those points in Hawaii. I looked it up. I could do 10 days. No problem in Hawaii, maybe a couple of days over at Disneyland in California. She's never been there. And I think that would be a great trip. So there's just a couple of trips. Most often thought I'd like to tour the U.S., you know, kind of in a car drive too. So travel would be my thing, Joe. If I knew I only had one year to live, and that's a little bit morbid, a little bit of a morbid question, but. What would I do if I only if I knew I only had one year to live? First of all, it gives us some some insight as to what's really important to us, right? Mm-hmm. It certainly does. And then we want to ask ourselves, well, why aren't we doing it now? Mm-hmm. If I only had one year to live, first thing I would probably do, honestly, and this may sound a little weird, is I'd probably make a list of people that I probably need to get my life right with. You know, I need to either I need to seek some kind of forgiveness. Or I would, uh, or I just need to kind of reconnect with or tie up loose ends, whatever that might be. And there's not many of those. There's not many of those people, but there's a couple. There's a couple of those people that for some reason or another, I, I just would like to go back to and say, hey, what's up with this? Or what happened here? Or man, I'm really sorry that I, and then fill in the blank. And that would be a pretty short list, honestly. And then I would, I would plan to spend time with my family, my girls and my grandkids and travel with my wife and go see a, just a handful of places that, um, we've talked about seeing. Yeah. So yeah, I would do very, very similarly, uh, you know, but it would be some good quality downtime. I, I would, I would look at things in a way that I've never looked at them. I would see details that I've never seen, uh, or never took time to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would see beauty in, in the, in the most mundane. Right. And I, and I would intentionally do that. We can do yeah. that now. Can't we? We can dude. <laughs> can't we? It's true. We can. Yep. Let's do one more. Yeah. Oh, here's a good one. This is, this is a way to change, change, change pace. What was your favorite cartoon? I want to give that some thought. But I think it's Bugs Bunny. 
Bugs no Bunny. kidding. Yeah. Well, not not a Disney not a Disney related cartoon, huh? No, you know, I can't say that I can recall, honestly, a lot of the old time Disney cartoons. I don't remember them being a part of my childhood as much as Looney Tunes. Definitely Looney Tunes. Yeah. Bugs Bunny and then all the other characters from Looney Tunes. For sure. Yeah, people say, you know, just I love going to Disney parks. That doesn't mean I watch the movies every time they come out or no. You can name all the princesses. <laughs> exactly. Right. And they're prince. <laughs> right. So but your favorite uh Bugs Bunny. Uh, Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Uh I have two favorites that I can recall. Two that came to my mind right away. I mean, they almost came simultaneously. One of them was uh Tom and Jerry. Mm-hmm. I loved the antics. I loved that sometimes they were bitter enemies and sometimes they were friends. Sometimes they were helping each other and sometimes they were trying to kill each other. Uh, I loved that, that uh, the mouse, uh, Tom the cat and Jerry the mouse. I love that Jerry was probably a slightly smarter than Tom, but Tom still got his time in and uh, almost the unspoken humor because there weren't words from what I can recall, other than the, the maid or the mom or the nanny or whoever that was, but I can't remember words being spoken. Right. Mm. Uh, but Tom and Jerry was probably one of them, but back to, back to the, the Looney Tunes stuff. I love those characters. I love Daffy duck bugs, bunny and Yosemite Sam and all those, uh, all those characters. I just, I love those two, but you know what also was one of my favorite cartoons was the Flintstones. Yeah. I love the Flintstones. Uh, every, you know, the, you know the Flintstones started off as to be a, uh, started off to be a um uh an evening cartoon. Right. It wasn't uh, it wasn't like your typical Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, but, probably groundbreaking at the time, for sure. Right. Right. Fred and Barney and Wilma and Betty and and Dino, the dog and Bam Bam, and it got a little weak. I think it got a little weak when uh the little kazoo came, the little alien came into the show they jumped the uh, shark yeah i think they got, it became a little weak there but yeah i i, I like that i i liked the flintstones you know yeah. obviously when you look at the animation uh the jetson the jetsons were made by the same jetsons, by the I, same group yeah, yeah jetsons was good i like that one yeah too. but i like the flintstones a lot better Wasn't so yeah based Tommen, off, is that based off the honeymooners i heard yeah flintstones? i i heard that that the flintstones was based off the honeymooners and you you can certainly see that but yeah yeah Good answer. I loved it. Yeah. That this was fun, fun Kurt. Yeah, that was fun. Could do yeah, this again this sometime. Was fun. Give us I some think feedback, we should do this. Guys. Those are, again, we always found them fun when Joe did right. it for Simple Joe. You know what I'd like to do one time is pick one, pick one random subject yeah. and um, whatever it might be. And you and I just have an open-ended, off-the-cuff, un, uh, unrehearsed conversation. This was very similar to that, but really go deep into the pros and cons of some subject. If you have a subject that you want us to talk about, uh, email us at dudes at dudes in progress, dudes at dudes in progress. Uh, you can find it. You can find out a lot on our, at our website, dudes in progress.com. Uh, so the, the email address is dudes at dudes in progress.com dudes at dudes in progress.com. And of course our website is dudes in progress.com. You'll, you'll find links to our Facebook page there. Uh, find a way to contact us. Uh, of course, all of our shows 
are there at dudesinprogress.com. That's a great resource if you want to stay connected with us. And of course, we have our Facebook page. If you want to go directly to our Facebook page, just go to dudesinprogress.com slash Facebook, and that'll take you directly to our Facebook page. You have a win for a week? I do have a win for the week. I was out on Sunday. I've been doing my garden, and I wanted to put some flowers under my mailbox. I had cemented it last year, and I started digging, Joe, (laughs) around the front, and it was just so rocky, and there was the concrete, and there just wasn't enough room. I didn't feel like I'd get the flowers in there. And I'm, I started doing some YouTube researching. It's like, what could I do underneath my mailbox? And I got an idea. Sometimes you don't get the exact project that you want to do. But essentially, I built a, a box out of pallet wood. I was so happy that I had, awesome. I had the right thickness, enough of the right sizes. It took me a little while to think how it because I was trying to, from some of the, I don't have a lot of extra pieces of pallet wood. But to get the exact size and have, it's really about eight inches, I think, with two, are they, I don't know, the four, one by fours or something like that. But anyways, it came out really good. I'm really happy with it. Got some flower beds, got the flowers out there, and uh, really excited. It took me, well, I was done by about one o'clock in the afternoon. So nice little day project. Yeah. I was happy with very that. very cool. Yeah. That's very cool. My win for the week is uh, pretty simple. And this won't be the last time you hear this as my win for the week. I have my grandkids this weekend. Uh, My two oldest grandkids, my uh, oldest uh, grandson and his sister are here hanging out with me and grandma this week. And we are, um, we're playing and goofing around and just doing that thing. Kurt, anytime I get to play the role of Grampy Joe, it's a win for me. I know. And uh, it's just memories are better than stuff, right? I and know. I, I st- they, they're here while I'm working today, and they've come into my office probably a dozen times just checking on me, asking me what I'm doing. And uh, I tell you, I may get in trouble. People may look their nose down on it, but there were two meetings today that I had, two Zoom meetings today, uh, or Teams meetings, that. I put them on hold to answer a question for my grandkids. <laughs> I did. And uh, one meeting, uh, it was very clear that I'm talking to my, grand, to my grandson because he made it into the, <laughs> into the, <laughs> into the, line, the camera line of sight. So <laughs> it's, uh, and that's okay with me. I, I, I dig it. I dig it. So I have my grandkids this weekend. And any, like I said, anytime I get a chance to play the role of Grampy Joe, it's a, it's a big win for me. So we have a resource for the week. What's your resource for the week? Yeah, I was, I think I, I, boy, I had another one, but I'm going to go with this one for now. I went with my smoker last week, my ugly drum smoker. This one's my Blackstone griddle grill. Hmm. And my mother-in-law just bought one of those. Yeah, they've become really popular. I was hearing about them. I did have an award at work a couple of years ago. And worked out. I could I purchased it with that, and it's the Adventurer. If you want to know what model it is, so it's not the biggest one. It's just my wife and I. So it's 
you know, I'd like to have a bigger one, but I'll tell you, I've always sworn by my, my Weber charcoal grill. I love the charcoal. Come to find out my wife likes this Blackstone griddle better. You know, you can make egg sandwiches on it and bacon. I do a lot of that, you know, that shaved steak. You can get by the frozen and just throw it on there. I make steak sandwiches from that. Peppers and onions and those kinds of things. Of course, burgers and hot dogs come out great, but it's easy with the gas and it's pretty easy to clean up and get something cooked up real fast, especially when I'm working from home. So yeah, the Blackstone griddle is fantastic. The Blackstone griddle is probably eight deep on my want list. Um, uh, when I have X amount of dollars, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, if the timing's just right, if the deal is just right, uh, it's probably about eight deep on my want list, but man, they look cool. They look cool. I dig yep. it. I, I dig it. Very I versatile. It. Definitely. Knowing you and how much you like to barbecue and how much you like to cook out and, and the guy yeah. that you are, I, I certainly understand that. Uh, I've got those three uh, now out there. I've got my, my smoker, my ugly drum smoker, the charcoal, you know, the, the classic kettle grill which I still use that. I like doing my chicken wings on that, especially. And then my Blackstone Riddle. Awesome. All you need. My, my resource is a thing called Tile. And there's, very, there's many brands of this. My, the brand that I use is called Tile, and I'm, and I'm sure Apple has its, its, um, its own brand of this type of uh, little tool, little gadget. It helps, it'll help you find your keys, your wallet, your phone, your luggage, just about anything. And it's a little square tile that you can put on, on your key ring. You, there's, there's, there's a design that you can slip inside your wallet. You can put it on your luggage. Uh, and all you have to do, if you've lost your keys, you just go to the app, press, press the picture of your keys and your keys start beeping. And that'll tell you on the app, it'll tell you, are you close or are you far? Is the, is the, is the signal strong or is it weak? And you just keep walking around. You can hear it. You know, you can, I can hear that somewhere. <laughs> um, and you, and you get closer and closer and there your, there your keys are underneath the couch. <laughs> so you did, right. I'm in the habit now, put them in the same place every day. Yeah. Helps. I'm in that habit too, until I'm not. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I understand. I do, I do have a key ring. I do have a key hook that I use 80% of the time. Right. But. But the 20% of the time when I'm, when my hair's on fire and I can't find my keys and I'm late to a meeting and, and I have to go to the bathroom, this thing really helps out. And it's interesting because if you need to find your phone, you can press and you have the tile. Now, if you've lost both of them, you're hooped, right? Right. Um, but if you have your phone, if you have the tile and you need to find your phone, you can press the tile and it'll ring the phone for you and help you find your phone. So it's a neat little gadget to help you find your keys wallet luggage your phone just about anything that you can that you can uh slip this thing into it's really really neat and it 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 saved my tail a couple times yeah yeah i that's one of the things that gets stressful for me is when i lose stuff especially keys. and let's wrap up with a quote kurt yeah so we talk about personal improvement and my quote this week is employ your time in improving yourself by other men's writings so that you shall gain easily what others have labored hard for Socrates. Mm. Man, you, you love to go back to those, to those ancient writings, I, those Stoics, right? I 
Uh, I know we got to do that's a, topic a great on the Stoics. I have never really read anything. Ryan Holiday has some really good there you go. contemporary I'm stuff on Stoicism. You know, yeah. I was a little bit disappointed, Joe. This morning I spent a lot of time. I have the the Kindle Unlimited program, which is what eleven or twelve dollars a month now. They went up just recently, and I was struggling trying to find my next book. I have one I'm reading right now. It's pretty good. Actually, I bought that for three ninety nine. I'm almost thinking about, hey, if I'm going to spend twelve bucks a month, I might as well just buy a regular book. Yeah, book a month that you read. Or yeah, two books a month. Yeah, I'll let you know yeah. if I make that decision. Yeah, <laughs> books. Books are important, man. Uh, I mean, learning from other, learning from other people's yeah. wisdom is is the highest form of intelligence. I'm doing some reading every morning, just a little bit, but I, you know, I think I can get through a book definitely in the course of a month for sure. Just that little bit every morning. My quote is is an interesting quote, and I'll tell you why I have this particular quote right now. I thought we might go into the show talking a lot about artificial intelligence. And so I wanted my quote to be related to artificial intelligence. But I think this quote is still thought-provoking because who it came from. Uh, it came from a man by, his name is Alan Perlis. Alan Perlis actually lived, uh, died in the 90s, I think. And he did a lot of work on early artificial intelligence and a lot of work on uh, early computer programming and uh, computer engineering. Uh, really one of the one of the early founders of the computer world that that we have right now and a, a, a really early thinker about this type of stuff and me being a man of faith this really made me think alan perlis said a year spent in artificial intelligence is enough to make one believe in god and so I did a little research on this quote, and this is what he meant by that. And, I, and this is when I'm like, wow, that is so true. He spent, he spent uh, quite a while in early artificial intelligence, very early artificial intelligence. And he said it's enough to make him believe in God. And the reason he said that is because knowing how intricate just the very basics of artificial intelligence is, and how how much power it requires, how much computing um, resources it takes uh, just to produce a minimal amount of artificial intelligence. There can only be a God when you look at the human when you look at the human being and everything that the human being does, just the brain itself and and the brain function and everything that the brain controls in the body and thought and mind and creativity. Uh, a year in artificial intelligence is enough to make one believe in God. I just love that quote because it melds science, technology, and faith all in one. Yeah, very interesting. I know. I was, thank you for giving me that explanation because I was struggling. But yeah, we, we take for granted how complex our world is. Amazingly complex and miraculous it is. Yep. But sit back and think about it and you'll, you'll see what I mean. Absolutely. Absolutely. Kurt, that's all I have. Great you have fun, anything Joe. else for us? No, that's great. Yeah, this was cool. This was a, this was a lot of fun. This was a lot of fun. Again, our website is dudesinprogress.com, dudesinprogress.com, and you can reach us at dudes at dudesinprogress.com. Remember those questions. If you have a, uh, if you have some thoughts on the questions that we ask, we'd certainly would love to hear from you. And as we go out, remember, progress is better than perfection. So let's keep moving forward. We're going to do really better next week, Joe, because we're going to do a show on mental health with Kevin Curtis Allen. 
and how cool was that was that was that lots of fun it's gonna be a long one too definitely talk to you soon my friend